Welcome to Get Real Estate with Liz and Marie. Hope you enjoy the weekly market update here in sunny Arizona. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Get Real Estate with Liz and Marie. I'm Liz. And I'm Marie. And we're back. Last week there was a small hiccup, but it just gave more for the fun numbers this week. Oh, yes. The numbers are incredible this week. So I am a little short on time, so I'm just going to jump right in. So um, these numbers are actually from two weeks ago in the change, but we only have active across all of Maricopa County 4,878 listings. Yeah, it's crazy. I had to move my screen so I can see your reaction to that one. I know it's totally crazy. And yesterday I had a meeting with, you know, a potential, I mean, buyer of ours or seller. And I was trying to explain this to them. I mean, it's just, the numbers are insane. Yeah. It's it's so, so crazy. So, um, I don't know, what do we have? Like uh, two weeks worth of inventory or something. It's just nuts. Yeah. Um, But again, it goes back to my house will be on the market. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a reduction of 657 listings across the county. Phoenix went down 116 listings. It's only down to 858 in Phoenix. Scottsdale has 442 active listings. Tempe has 78, which is crazy to me. When it went below 100, I thought it was crazy. But, I mean, now we're just keep dwindling over there. Chandler's got 135 and Mesa has 380. Um, it's just, I don't know if you're getting asked this a lot, but I'm getting asked it a lot. Like it, what's happening with the market when those numbers are dropping and you and I have gone over this in the weeks, it, you know, some buyers got kind of exhausted. Like they're, you know, they were kicking tires. Like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And then they see this and they're like, forget it. So it's kind of taken those kind of buyers out of the market a little bit, but it still makes it hard. And for serious people that have to move, you know, moving in, move, you know, somewhere it's a, it's hard to go find something then. I know. Well, and I mean, the pricing, you know, you would think, okay, inventory keeps going down, coming down. Pricing is going to keep soaring. Yes. Um, I mean, it hasn't gone that crazy overall in the county. It's gone up about 10 grand. So we're at a median list price of 500,000, which if I think about a couple of years ago, you know, was 350,000 and now it's 500,000. But that's, you know, again, a couple of years but Scottsdale just went up another 200,000 median um, in mm-hmm. Scottsdale. And that has just been going up and up and up, which I think is absolutely bonkers. But when we were getting close to the million, I thought it was crazy. And now we're at 1.5. I know. And in a, in a few minutes, in a minute, when we talk about our next article, I want to come back to that number. So remember that 1.5 million median price. <laughs> yes, I know. That's crazy. Um, and then rentals, you know, we've um, seen pretty steady rental prices. I feel like they're starting to just go up just a little bit um, as far as um, pricing, but not, you know, nothing crazy in the movement. Um, and we've gone up 87 listings. So we have 3,678 active rentals across Maricopa County. Yeah. Um, so between that and the houses, I mean, we still don't have very much inventory around, so it's just kind of crazy. But like you said, related to these home prices, what's our first article about Liz? Well, and so, okay. So these are, yeah, two, you know, good ones, but five tips for first time home buyers. 
Okay. And so, you know, I have kids in that, that age group. I have nieces and nephews kind of in that age group and they've experienced a little bit of these, you know, first, these five tips. I found a couple things, um, off in the article, not off, but made me go, Hmm. And, um, but again, it's maybe that generation, but you know, it's always check your credit, no matter who's buying a house, whether it's your first house or your 10th house, your credit has to be in line. I mean, that's just the bottom line. That's the benchmark for a bank or a lending institution to be able to lend you money. So that's just, that's a given, you know, everybody should know that the next one being home buyers confidence. It's like, you know, when you see numbers like that and you're, and you're constantly out looking for something and being outbid or missing this or missing that. Mm -hmm. I think your confidence kind of dwindles a little bit, but you just have to keep at it and keep. And also you might have to settle on a couple things that you want, but don't settle on a house just to get something. If it's not truly what you want, it will come along. Um, so just have that confidence in what you're looking for and the areas and stuff, which will also come back up again. This is the one I thought that was weird about commissions that the buyers didn't realize. Okay. So I think in the article, I don't like in the article, the way they say it, because it says that after conducting a survey, they found that millennials weren't sure if they paid commission when buying a home. The answer is usually not, but closing costs are typical. And it threw me off. Cause I'm like, yeah, they pay, but it's not them. It's the seller. It's technically splitting the commission. So that was what kind of caught me off, but they have to realize that that's, it, that is still part. You can't, you, you know, the realtor isn't free. That is helping you find the home. Right. And yeah. I think, you know, what's interesting, um, you know, one of the properties that I sold recently, um, we talked about, it was an open door backed offer, right? So a guy who was selling a property with open door also had open door helping him buy his next property. So if, the timelines and all this kind of things didn't work out, Open Door would pay cash for the property, which ultimately happened. And they basically did a double close, sold that property to him, and he did actually pay extra commission to Open Door for that oh, wow. option of being able to. And I was able to see that on the closing statement. So there was additional money that was taken from the buyer not the seller, which like you said, it's typically the seller paying all the commissions. But in this yeah. case, there was some commissions from the buyer to open door. So yeah. anyway, just thought that that was. No, that's a, it's a very that. interesting point, but it, it's still there. It's still part of it. You can negotiate it, but a commission is still paid to right. realtors. Well, and there are, there are just the closing costs associated with it as well. Right. So some, yeah. I think some first time home buyers are like, all right, I'm buying a $400,000 house. I saved up a 10% down payment of 40,000 and have zero to cover their closing costs. And they don't yeah. realize that there's other fees and closing costs that go into it aside from right. just the down payment. Appraisals, so um, inspection fees. So that topic probably could have been expanded a little bit. So not just commissions, but right. that. And so with that, along with work with an experienced real estate agent and mm -hmm. how huge is that? I mean, <clears throat> real estate agents have to be licensed for a reason. And, you know, there's newbies and there's seasoned and that's okay. Everybody had to start out new, but just make sure your real estate agent is understanding what you're looking for, what they have to offer you. And they're getting you, they're treating you yeah. the best way that they can to fulfill, you know, that wish list and everything else. So, you know, it can be your best friend, your best friend's mom who does it sometimes, but just know what you're going to get. If it's not what they do regularly, 
you know, yeah. especially there's sometimes those odd things that come up in a property, right? Like a septic, unpermitted addition. How do I handle this? And all of a sudden, if you're working with someone who's new, it could be a nightmare. So, yeah. well, and like that, I mean, we both know very experienced realtors. You have one that has worked with you that has saved you on some stuff. Last mm -hmm. year with mine, when I had that deal go south because the appraisal didn't come in right and the buyer was going to sue me and the, the way the contracts were written up and the verbiage and everything, it got a little hairy out there. And so fortunately, the brokers stepped in and got it straightened out. But whew, it was yeah. scary. OK, so the next one is mortgage miss that, um, you know, if you are getting a conventional loan, if you can't get 20 percent down, then you are, you know, subject to um mortgage insurance insurance yeah the pmi so, the private mortgage insurance private mortgage insurance i was forgetting that private you know how i feel about insurance we won't go into that this is just another way for people to make money okay. <laughs> it's all that it is and what pmi does is adds a huge can add a big chunk to your monthly mortgage payment until you you know have gotten over this certain limit and then you have to refi and everything else so that can be again back to what you think your mortgage is going to be and mm -hmm. you can afford and then all of a sudden there's two or three hundred dollars a month added on to there for you know this insurance again right. it used to not be a thing so um again i i have no re I, i'm not sure what purpose it serves but it's just another way for somebody to make money <laughs> Well, I do know what purpose it serves, but I understand yeah. what your point of view is. I know, I do too, but it's still yeah. just another way. All okay, right. So now we got to keep moving. One. So the next one was because we do short-term rentals, you have short-term rentals. Um, you know, this interesting, this article was interesting to me. Scottsdale among 25 best places to buy a vacation rental in 2022. Let's go back up to what we said a few minutes ago. Is 1.5 million medium price point the best to buy a vacation rental? So in looking at this list, I know they're all very desirable places to go, but there's a couple, I mean, there's more than a couple, but just in our experience, living in Scottsdale and then, you know, having lived in Vail and my sister living in Vail, there's two things that are a little bit mm, of great, take the article with a grain of salt. Scottsdale's a great place to visit, a great place to go have a vacation rental. But right now it's not that you can't buy one there, but there's a lot in Scottsdale. So you kind of got to consider that. And you and I were together this weekend. I heard people talking that Scott's still starting to rumble a little bit about not being happy with short-term rentals there. And there could be some laws changing. Yeah. So I would take and that. They, right. Yeah. I mean, they have made um, them more stringent than other cities like Phoenix and Chandler or whatever, where Scottsdale, you know, does limit you to a six adult yeah. um, per unit. So, you know, if you have a two bedroom condo, that night might not be a big deal. If you have a five bedroom house and you want a few families in there, you know, it makes it a lot more difficult mm -hmm. too. So they are being more stringent, but I'm so interested in some of these places. Like I, okay. I have no idea where Tr Joshua tree, California is, but that's, okay, so that's not far from here. So, you know, what's funny about that Temecula, Joshua tree, Coachella, Palm Springs, they're all kind of in that same general area, especially okay. Palm Springs and Coachella valley or yeah are all kind of together so some of them you know they're separating it out a little bit because on this uh the one in temecula it had a little asterisk with it in the city of temecula you are not allowed to have an airbnb so they're talking about the vineyards the wineries and everything in some of those smaller areas okay. outside of there so it is um you know the one i wasn't sure of was um 
I don't know. Hudson Valley. That's in New York. It was up north. I don't know if you're familiar with that being yep. from there, but that was a good place. So the thing that caught my eye when I saw Vail, Colorado, I was like, oh, you know, my sister lives there. I vacation up there a couple times a year. Interesting. And then I go to look at it and I was like, I was just talking to her on the phone because I was like, did you know that the medium house price to get a vacation rental in Vail, Colorado was $375,000? I thought she was going to run off the road. She's like, you can't even buy a garage for $375,000 here. Who got that information? 3.75 million maybe. But <clears throat> I right, saw so they were a little bit off on some of the information. Yeah. I mean, but it's still, but you know, looking at it though, it's the destinations too. I mean, those are all very right. sought after des and, destinations. And that's what I was just going to say. Just looking at this list, you know, obviously you just mentioned Vale, Telluride, Breckenridge. These are all places my husband and his friends would go on their ski trips, right? Park City, Utah, Lake Tahoe, California. Um, I mean, I lived in Tahoe, so I can tell you that's a great, great place. Um, well, what about visit. our friend? Did you hear Rochelle's story this weekend that her husband had an Airbnb in one of these? And they sold it and they didn't have a place to stay anymore. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So well, that was good. So just, you know, I got to wrap it up here. So just take everything with a grain of salt, but they're also great, you know, places to vacation. Just yeah. check into it. If you're interested in a short-term rental, make sure you check all the laws and the rules and what's happening. Oh, definitely. Okay. So this is not necessarily feel good. I thought it interesting. It is, you know, a good story, but there's a new development that's going to be built in Tempe called from a company called Cul-de-Sac. I don't know if that's going to be the name of the area, but there's no cars allowed in the where they're building. And I don't even think you're allowed to own a car. You could own a car, but there's going to be no parking provided. Although the rendering and the picture showed cars, which kind of made me laugh. Um, <clears throat> but there's going to be no cars. So if you own a car, you would have to pay to park it somewhere else in a storage unit. Some, But there's no place to put a car here. So you're getting so This is a walkable community in yeah. Tempe that they yes. are proposing. And that they'll give, yeah, lifts, discounts on lift rides and on the Valley um, light rail going through there and stuff. Wow. But you can't, you know, have a car in there. So I thought that was kind of cool. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a way, you know, there's a guy that runs in our, he's a, you know, in our investor network, he, the man doesn't own a car and he doesn't have a driver. He lifts and Ubers every single where the, any place that he goes. So, you know, he lives that in California yeah. and that's just his thing. So it's, yeah. it's coming, you know? So I just thought that that was something to watch, you know, we'll definitely watch and see what's happening with it. So I thought yeah. that was cool. And then the last thing is we're going to keep this in here at least throughout the spring, I think. It just goes oh, back yeah. to what we talked about two weeks ago is all these festivals. So I top, took the top one off. That was the um, the marathon last weekend. Now this is Barrett-Jackson week here in North Scottsdale. And so it's all about the cars and the shows and the you know hoopla happening over there. So just yeah. want to push that out. So I know my husband's out of town. I think I'm going to take the McLaren on him tonight. Oh. <laughs> there you go. And uh, yeah, you're going to be headed up there and you're going to be right in that where all the car shows are happening because they're all happening right yeah. there. Where you're going to pass through at Westworld and yeah, yeah. And North Scottsdale. So I know. So anyway, I know you got to go. So peace and love to everybody. We'll be back next week. Um, peace you know, and love. Thank you for things. tuning in. Let us know how much you love us. Let us know what other information you want to see on our weekly market updates and yeah. check us out at lizandmarie.com. Yeah. All right. See you soon. Right. Bye. Bye.